0: Beitzah Perak Aleph Aleph, One Five. Now this Mishnah truth has what you effectively could call four different Mishnayot. There are four separate unrelated cases here. All of them revolve on halachas of Yamtov. All of them involve a between Bez Hillel and Bez Shammai. All of them halachas like Bez Hillel. All of them, Bez Hillel is the lenient opinion, as usual. But they're really four standalone cases. Um, I also just want to add before I speak that out, that um, in the... The Gemara itself, it's broken up and actually even ordered differently than in our Mishnah here. So the order doesn't follow the Gemara. I mean, the bartonor's order is like the Gemara, not like we have in front of us. But all that said, I'm going to learn the Mishnah based on the text everyone has in front of them. Four separate cases in this order, and that's that. Okay, so the first case is, we'll refer to the case about the Tresin. A treis is a door that closes off uh, like a movable cupboard, in which salespeople, merchants keep their spices and so on, their wares. So, the question of our mission will revolve around the permissibility of opening and removing, and then closing and reinserting and reattaching the doors of such cupboards. Okay. Now, the potential problem here is the malacha of stira and binyan of demolition and reconstruction, or construction, which are two of the 39 Malachas. Beis Hillel will say that it's permitted for whatever reasons, specific reasons in this case, and Beis Shammai will say no. Beis Shammai hold that midah or rais, there is an applicability of binyan and stira, construction and demolition, that's applicable to kalim utensils, and to remove certain types of doors... Or to reattach them would be cons- to a large structure, like a cupboard, a large clea, a large utensil. Even though it's not attached to the grounds, so or not it's a clea and not, not machobla karpa, it's not karka, it's not a, a structure, so it's not building proper, but the principles of building and demolition apply, you know, on a derisa level to utensils that that stay in place. And that being the case, um Beshama's me Machman say you can't do it in certain circumstances, can't do certain things. Whereas base Hill will say, um, yes, you can, although he will agree in certain circumstances that you don't, shouldn't do things that look like construction or destruction. He holds that there's, bottom line, no such thing as binyan and stira that applies to calum utensils like this, and therefore he'll be lenient in certain circumstances because of the mitigating factor of simchas yomtov. He wants people to have and enjoyable Tov, and therefore he wants them to have access to spices to flavor, to flavor the food nicely and Tov, And therefore, Basil will find leniency. Now, um, the mission itself is very short. I'll read you the words, um, and then I'll unpack it. Uh, the mission simply says, in this first case, Beis <speaking in Spanish> says, "You may not remove the the removal doors." Um, from those cupboards, from the merchants on Yom Tov. And Bezillel says, yes, you can. And aflachsir, you can even put them back again. Remove them and put them back, says Bezillel. That's the whole mission on this point. So to understand this mission here, not only do you have to understand the basic case here. So the case, again, is this cupboard in which merchants keep their wares um, for safekeeping, and there's a door, which is a removable door. It can sit on like, hinges, say, um, and you take the hinges out to get the door off, and the door functions as like a, like a, a surface, a flat surface, on which... The merchant will put his wares to show off to the marketplace, and when he's done, he'll move the wares back off of the, like that makeshift shelf, shelf that the treese was serving, like the door was serving, puts it back inside the cupboard, and then reinserts um, the cupboard's door back in its place to lock up the cupboard so the stuff doesn't get stolen. So that treese, word treese, by the way, um, in the mission elsewhere, means like a shield. Because it's shields that enters the door, if you will. In Israel, we all have trisim. Trisim are like these shutters that close to seal off our, our doors, like seal off the windows. Um, the treesim close the windows, like window shutters. You have to know what I mean to have seen it. So it's something, it's a similar word in modern Hebrew to that. But in English in America, they don't have treesim, so it doesn't really work like that. In any case, so that's what the trees here is, is the, is the, the door that locks up and protects the contents of the cupboard that the merchant uses when he like brings his cupboard to market to sell his wares. So now, these tresem can come in three varieties. They can be simply; they can have no hinges at all. It just sort of like a plug that just plugs in, and, like covers the covers up the cupboard and uncovers it. You pull it on and off. So, according to everybody, even Beis there's no issue of binyan and stira construction or demolition um, if it's just a plug that doesn't attach or fix itself to the cupboard. Just like putting a you know putting a, a flat board in front of a cupboard, that's not considered construction. So even base sham would be lenient and say to remove and to reinsert that kind of plug door that has no hinges, not a problem. On the flip side, you have a certain kind of of uh, cupboard door, if you will, that has two hinges. The way that the Gemara describes it, and unfortunately here it's has it's um. Min stud and has two serum two hinges minute stud them on the sides that means you' kind of like a top and bottom hinge um you I think the most familiar in my mind setup like this is you know if you have like a if sometimes your watch face like your casio watch face um gets detached from the watch strap and is that kind of like the the pin that goes you can sort of, you have to insert it to you know both on either side of the watch face like a hole little sockets and you insert the pins onto both sides of the sockets and so sort of the 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 band gets reattached to the watch face and sort of fixed there. It's kind of like that. So you have these two um, hinges on the top and the bottom on one given side of the this trice, this door, and it kind of can lock into place on the cupboard. So in that scenario, to put that back in place, according to um, the way that the bartender learns, like uh, like Rashi, that's that's going to be forbidden, um, because that. Although it's not prop, it's not really binion, not really construction, it sure looks like it, it feels like it, um, and therefore it really will be forbidden with the urbana Where Basil is makle and allows you to freely take on and put, take off and put on, um, this tris, so it sort of has a single hinge. Like in the middle of that door of the tris, on like in the middle on the side, there's one hinge that sticks into one hole. So it holds it in place, but like loosely and not really fixed, it's not so permanent. Of an insertion. So there, Beisham I say, that's too close for comfort, and it's forbidden in um, and because of the, it's, it's not permanent, so it won't be the rice, but it's a Durabanon, Binyan, and stira. Therefore, Beisham I say, no, you can't um, remove or reinsert the trees even with one hinge. Whereas Beis say, yes, you can. And they agree in general, it would be disallowed, but because of Simcha Yom Tov, we're being lenient, says Beisham. Okay, so that's the case of our Mishnah. Uh, Halakhal HaMaisa, it's, it's a little not quite like I described. Um, first of all, the Halakhal would be that if you have um, the two, two hinges, so you could remove it, you just couldn't reinsert it um, because the removal allows access, um, but uh, the reinsertion would then stop access. And if the rationale for being lenient of Beis Hillel is to enable people to have um Tov and access to say the spices inside the merchant's um, cupboard. So you would ask the question, well I understand why he allows it to be removed to provide access, but why is it permitted to reinsert it? That isn't necessary for if it's just protecting the merchant's wares from you know out of sight so it should be you know not stolen. Preventing temptation. But of thieves. But Hillel hold Beis Hillel holds that um if we didn't let them reseal up their cupboard with the trees, then they wouldn't agree to open it in the first place because they don't want their stuff to get stolen. So he's lenient. So mm-hmm. Halakha Lamaist the is going to go that you, if it has one pin, one hinge, you can take it off and put it on. If it has two, you could take it off, but you can't put it on. Um, and I said that, moreover, Beis Hillel will hold that if it's in a private home, let's say the home of the merchant, he could remove it, but he wouldn't be able to put it on because putting it on isn't necessary to protect the stuff from getting stolen so it wouldn't inhibit, inhibit him from opening it in the first place. Now, the reason why that ambiguity about the one hinge versus two hinge, putting it back on, is because the Rambam learns a little different than Rashi, the issue here. And it's not just a question of, of Binyan and soser. The Rambam's concern, which is actually echoed in the Shulchan Aruch, is that, um, a little different. That you When you reinsert the hinges into the sockets, you're liable to kind of like take like a mallet and like bang it into place firmly so it's like fixed again. And that fixing utensil, um, so it's like permanently fixed, is totally forbidden. And we're concerned you'll come to do that, to fix and snugly insert those pins. And that's why it's going to be forbidden to stick two in as opposed to one, um, which would mean also, Lech the says, if there are two hinges... But the hinges fit in very loosely, and there's no such thing as like fitting it snugly in so it's like tight. It always would come out again. No such thing as like taking a mallet to bang it exactly and snugly in, because it's just too loose of a fit. It can come in and out again. So then, even Base Hill would say, even with two a double-hinged trees, you could have put it back in on Yom Tov, because it's not really affixed in any permanent way, and no concern that you'll take a hammer to knock it into place permanently, because no such thing is not applicable here. Okay, that's the first case, of the mission. As we have it in front of us. Now, the second case is a whole new thing. Um, it's talking about an ellie. An ellie, there's a couple pshatim in the Mephorsham. Either it means essentially a mortar or a pestle. Uh, the pestle means like a mortar pestle is what you use to grind. Like the, the mortar is the like the bowl, and the pestle is like the stick, which you grind in the bowl, and you put like, say, grains inside. You grind things up using the grinding by turning the pestle against the mortar and sort of crushing up the grains inside. So the le is like a large wooden thing. Maybe it's a mortar, maybe it's a pestle. The point is it's a... a, I'm going to say, by the way, I'm going to say this not like the Bartunera, although we always follow the Bartunera. I'm leaving the Bartunera to last. Bartunera's pishat is rather strange. We'll learn like the other rishonim. It's either a mortar or a pestle, um, and it's mukts under normal circumstances. Um, For whatever reasons, uh, let's say the simple pishat here, also, Allah is it's a klishim lachtle iser. This is this mortar and or pestle device called the Eli is used for grinding up grain. You can't do that normally. You can't do that on Yom Tov, um, and therefore, it therefore it's uh, since grinding, you know, Trina tochen is forbidden on Yom Tov and certainly Shabbos. It's a klish lachtle iser and it's forbidden to use. But the mission's point here is that Beis Hillel say that. Yes, it's a klisha malachtal iser, but you're allowed to use a klisha malachtal iser. Utensil whose primary uses for something forbidden Yom if you're using it for a permitted purpose. And we're familiar with that, la Um And that's how, how Rosh learns. Others learn that it's actually the category of muktza, of this Eli, is muktza machmas is chesron kiss that it's a sort of a fancy, expensive type of utensil that one wouldn't use for purposes other than its designated purpose. Um, in that being the case, it's mukta and, and uh, is, is, um, it's something that's Moktza, machmas Mas, it's Kis, is you cannot use it and move it around, even for goof or Mokomo, even if you want to use it for some permitted purpose, or you want the place where it's resting, um, normally you can't move it. And according to those who shown them, the point of Beis hill here is, while that's normally true, and Beis hill agrees to that, because of Simachas Yom Tof, we're being lenient, and we're even allowing you to move a a kli, that's muktzah ma'chum chesron kis, for the sake of, the sake of uh, permitted purpose, for the sake of having simchus Yamtav. L'halach um, ala ma'isa, I mean, to the mission slides so I'm getting ahead of myself, but L'halach ma'isa, the Mishabura, the Shulchan Arach means both She does. the Mishabura says, I'm not to rely on the lenient one, meaning not to move muktzah that's muktzah ma'chum chesron kis, but uh, even for permitted uses, even for simchus yomtav, but certainly, yes, you can move a kli, um, for a need if you need it itself, gufo, or you need the place to sit on makomo, um, as we say in our Mishnah here. So let me now go back a second, read this Mishnah side. It's again, very, very short. Um, but here's the word say here. omrim notlin es ha'eli alav basar. I say, you can't take this eli to use it to cut meat on it. So either, again, it's the pestle, it's like a big wooden stick, which is a little strange to cut meat on that. Or it's like a, like more like a big... Like a bowl or dish, concave dish, um, that's used for grinding on, and then it's a place to put your meat to cut onto. base Shammah say you can't move it because it's mukta, and base Hillel say matirin, Bez say yes, it's permitted to move, um, the eli, whether it's a, the stick, like the pestle, or the dish, like the mortar, um, because, um, for Simchus Yom Tov, and again, Machlok is for showing we're talking about a Klish Machla which be for any reason, you could use it even not just simchus yomtov l'maisa, or if it's machmas chesron kiss, and it's a special extra dispensation for simchus that you can move this Mukta item, even though it's you know normally forbidden to move for the sake of simchus Okay, fine. That's the Mishnah really, and that's the halach l'maisa. Like the Mishaburoa, you would yes for yes you could move a kli that's muktzah machmas that's muktzah because it's a klishim lachtel eser. Normally used for forbidden things for permitted purpose on Yom Tov. That's the way to go. Halachalam Um Before I move on, I got to say the Bartonora's shot. The Bartonora learns, although it's a little peculiar, that this LE is like a big stick. And because it's so big and heavy, it's just a stick. It's not even a cleat at all. It doesn't have the status of a Klee. So it's Mukta, um, like Machmas Gufo. It's intrinsically Mukta as a stick is. Reminding of the old joke, what do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back to you? A stick. It's just a stick. So, this too is just a big stick. And sticks are muktzah, And therefore, it's mukta machmas gufu, intrinsically muktzah. And nevertheless, while base shame say, therefore, you can't move it, base hill say, even something which is mukta machmas gufu, intrinsically muktzah, you could move it for simchas yomtov. That's the partners' approach. But like I said, um, it's not consistent with the Gemara and it's not consistent with the Rishonim and the Mishochan It's just a bit of a strange shuttle together. Okay, fine. Now, um, the mission continues on with the third of the four cases. Now we're talking about the malacha of ma'abed of, of uh, tanning hides. Also, something that's totally forbidden on Yom Tov, like on Shabbos. The problem is that when it comes to um, slaughtering animals, like that, you have a, a cow. So it's permitted to shech the cow and slaughter it and make you know steak for Yom Tov. That's fine, um, but a great deal of the value of the cow is in the leather of the hide. And if you flay the cow and don't begin the preparations for the hide, it will start to dry out. It will be lumpy and you will, like the hide will dry in a lumpy fashion and you will essentially lose the value of the hide because it will stop being usable as like a flat, you know, as a a whatever, a leather hide. Um, And therefore people, Base Hill, are concerned if people are going to have to sacrifice the economic benefit of the hide because it's going to go to waste. So then they will just not eat the animal in the first place in Yom Tov for going their Simchus Yom Tov, which still doesn't want to happen. And therefore, the question is, is it permissible to not just Shech, but flay the cow and then put the hides in such a way that they will be essentially trampled upon by, you know, in traffic, put them on a sidewalk, let's say, and be trampled upon so that they, the trampling smooths them out. To some degree and allows a person not to forfeit the value of the hide itself base mission side says "Beshame Omrim nos Nessa Orlef Neyad Dorasin Beshame says no you can't take a hide on, on um, Yom Tov and put it you know on the floor in front of traffic you know on the sidewalk where traffic will walk by and, and step on it although no one's intending to to um, actually, you know, do the first step of the tanning of the hides, it sure looks that way, it sure feels that way, you, you know, it's the beginning of the tanning process, and therefore, Beish Shammai said, no, it's forbidden to do that, um, and not only that, but, you can't even um, lift it up, you can't even move a hide, because it's a a fresh hide, it's a basar unless it has a olive's amount of meat still attached to the hide, if it does, since the meat is the ikkar, is the primary thing, then the hide just becomes, um, not yet mukta, because attached to the meat. The same way, you know, chicken on the bone, of course, chicken bones are mukta, but while there's chicken on the bone, the chicken bone's not mukta yet. Same idea. So, Beisham, I say the whole thing is mukta, and you certainly can't put it in a place for traffic walks, because it looks like you're, you know, they're making everyone do the beginning of the, of the tanning process of preparing the hides, which is the malacha, the of Ma'abid. But, Beis Hill is lenient. No, basil says, yes, you can. Meaning, yes, you can, number one, move an animal hide on Yom even though there's no meat attached to it. It's not mukta. And you can also put it on the ground where there's traffic flowing so that people will step on it and that will ultimately preserve the value of the hide so it shouldn't be lost to you. Now, basil agree that under normal circumstance that shouldn't be allowed because it sure looks and feels a lot like Tanning, um, which is you know not allowed as one of the malachas, but Beis says, listen, if we don't let people do that, then people just won't shech the animals, won't eat the animals, will forego some chutzimtuf. Therefore, we're going to be lenient. Now, an important point here is that this only applies to animals that were shechted on yomtuf itself. Certainly, Beis Hill would agree. If you slaughter the cow before yomtuf, you can't now take that hide and move it on yomtuf because it's mukta and you certainly can't put it in front of traffic to start getting stepped on because that's like the beating of the of the tanning process, uh, which is certainly forbidden. So it's only a that applies to animals that are shechted on Yontif itself, and the halach will be like Basil again, leniently. Okay, the last of the four cases here in the Mishnah, and this has to do with um, carrying objects in the Rosh Hashanah. So we already established back in the introduction that the Torah allows allows uh, malachas that are done for the sake of ochl nefesh, for the sake of food preparation, um, that's the it says Whatever is used for food for people, that those malachas can be done on Yom Tuf, as opposed to Shabbos, um, and that's true for carrying and lighting a fire for sure. You can carry things around and light a fire for the sake of food preparation. The question is, what about carrying around things or lighting, in this case, carrying around things um, for reasons other than food preparation? Is that allowed? Um, so, Beis Shama is going to say, no, it's not. Um, and Beis Hill will say, it will be allowed based on a principle which we refer to as Matoch as I said in the introduction. Also, Matoch kind of means like a uh, since, and the basic principle is Matoch Shehutra litzorech, since it was permitted, this particular category of Malacha, like caring, was permitted um, for a need, like an Ochel Nefesh food need, also Hutra Nami it also becomes permitted even for a non-Ochel Nefesh need. And this Hell will say, and the Mishnah will bear that out, that if the need you're talking about here is a Mitzvah need, or a Yom need, Per se, so then we're going to be lenient and say that you're allowed to carry, for example. Um, since you're allowed to carry for food prep, you're allowed to carry even for non-food tra- prep for other mitzvah-type activities and other yomtuf needs to bring you, you know, immediate enjoyment on yomtuf. That is permitted. Things that have nothing to do with the yomtuf, uh, however, would be forbidden. And the admission says that inside, it says beishamayomrim, ein You per- you can't carry in the Rabbim or take out to the Rabbim, Lo a katan, neither a child. lulav, nor a lulav for shaking on Torah and nor could you take out a sefer Torah, a Torah scroll, into the rushos Rab, on Tov, because that's not food needs. Those are other mitzvah needs. But that's not good enough. He rejects the matoch principle, and you can't do it. Says Beis Shamai. However, matirin. Beisil say yes because of matoch that principle. Since it was permitted. For Ochal Nefesh purposes, the Malacha of Hotzav, carrying and taking out the shizurab. so, so too can you do it for other non food purposes, again, provided that they're for a mitzvah, like illustrated in the Mishnah, or other immediate Yom needs, like say, for example, not, you could be taking the child to get a bris mila; that would be a mitzvah. But let's say you're taking the child just because you want to have your child with you on Yom because that's a person's pleasure is to have his child with him on Yom of course. Um, so then that would be permitted as well, because you want your child with you on Yom and therefore you can carry your child in on Yom because having him is part of your joy of Yom itself.